Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final remote episode of Nerd Shit Live. Everybody, woo, celebrate. Yeah. Yeah, so we, uh, we're working, well, yeah, we're working on a new studio, and it'll be done in the July. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone's excited. This is, is everybody, is everyone going to miss the remote format, right? I can't wait to see you guys and breathe on each other for the first I'm, time. I'm going to miss the commute. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, the, the commute was always great, but I, I am very excited to breathe on all of you. Yes, <laughs> yes. Be great. Me as well. I don't, well. don't want to mm -hmm. breathe on you. <laughs> oh, I'm, Berg, I'm gonna get kiss. right up in your I face. I just want to. I want to kiss. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm excited to. I'm excited to drink you guys in. That's what I'm excited to do. That's what, that's a we're good, all uh... tall glasses of water. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> and as far as I'm concerned, my thirst is yet to be quenched. Anyway. I am, I am oh, dying right. of thirst over here. All right. So, um, first up tonight, we got some trailers, boys. We got some trailers. And first up is, um, we should really have that ba -ba noise from Rugrats afterwards. Ba -ba -ba. After that. Um, I want it to be like, <laughs> So first up, we have um, Halloween Kills. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, and it just, wait, Danny, you didn't watch this, did you? No, I did <laughs> yeah, not. It was it a just, photo finished. I didn't have time it just to occurred anything. to me that there's <laughs> no way you could have seen off. this. There's no way. <laughs> so, um... Base, uh, everybody else though, we've we've checked it out. So Danny, it's a trailer. You can just go watch it afterwards. No spoilers for Danny in the trailers. Yeah, Danny, remember the Halloween movie that we watched? Remember the Halloween? Just picture that. Picture that happening again. He wasn't. He wasn't yeah. here. So, so he wasn't here. Halloween two. Oh, yeah. two. So like he, I, I wasn't he, here. I'm familiar with what the the movie was, but it's basically Jamie Lee Curtis is back. I'm yeah, guessing. you got it. Oh, actually, okay. we should let yeah. get, we should let Danny guess the contents yeah. of the trailer okay. yeah, before like, we talk about it. Okay, okay, go, go, go. All right, all right. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. I'm looking here. We oh, we got Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, I can't. He's back too. Okay, so basically, the plot is going to be uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be once again alone in a house, and Michael Myers is once again going to find her, and hilarity ensues. It's a rom-com, right? They're going to fall in love with each other. It's a rom-com. You could say that. Those are the vibes that yeah, we're picking between up. Mike Myers and death. That's what I figured, that you know, Halloween should be a rom-com for now. We were just talking about how there's not enough rom-coms anymore, and God damn it, they're bringing it back. All right, but actually, <laughs> um, so this is a sequel to the reboot, like the reboot sequel of Halloween. Uh, I don't, you don't even call it a reboot. I could call it a soft reboot, maybe. The, the, that's that's the, why. The that's why. You know, introduction into yeah. the culture. Uh, we did Halloween. an episode. We did an episode on it last Halloween, where we watched the first Halloween movie, and then we watched its new sequel, the one made forty years later, also entitled Halloween. Halloween uh, original. Because that won't be confusing for anyone. And uh, we did an episode on it. You can go watch it. Either way, this is the continuation of that. I think everybody liked. The new one, especially we like the concept, we like the execution. Uh, and yeah, this looks good. This was supposed to be out already, obviously, but it was delayed because of, you know, an unspecified virus of unknown it origins. It was supposed to be a summer blockbuster. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the first one was. It was... They were going to release it in July. <laughs> so uh, this is also number two of three, because after this, there's supposed yes. to be another one. Uh, and listen, I'm... 
I know everybody here, uh, or at least half this panel, rolls their eyes at the thought of sequel bait. But I think if the story is good, the character's good, and there's more that you can do, go for it. And I think the last one was good enough and left me on a satisfying note that I wanted to see more. And same writer, same director, like Danny McBride is back. Danny McBride is John Carpenter's yeah, yeah. back. <laughs> uh, David Gordon Green's back. The the whole cast is back. Once again, I thought it was a fantastic team, fantastic movie. It was good times. I can't wait to see I it. Was, I was really ready to, to just roll my eyes at this trailer because at the end of the last movie, it was like, how, how are you going to come back from this finale and Halloween do two more? Movie. But then... The the I, I'm sorry, Danny. The fire trucks go by, and I was like, oh, okay, the, all right, I I'm all right. That was a good enough explanation. I'm in. I just really right. love the dialogue at the end too, where she's holding on to everyone, and she's like, "Let it burn. Everything that I care about's right here." But it's like, didn't it, didn't didn't your son-in-law just get murdered? <laughs> like, in that didn't house? actually approve in of law. that marriage. Yeah. Wasn't a big in fan of him. Law. Yeah. So either way, I'm looking forward to it. It looks good. I will definitely be seeing it in theaters, and I'm positive. Well, maybe I'm not 100% positive, but at least I will be covering it <laughs> on this channel in the future. So I think it's going to be cool. I think I think my, my two cents on it real quick is that I think when you know that you're establishing a trilogy, the second movie you have a lot of fun. You can have a lot of fun with. Um, cause it's yep. like, you know, you don't have to worry about like setting something up for, will there be a part three? Won't there be like, you know, it's going to be a part three Halloween ends is what they're calling it. So I think it's just going to be like really action packed, really gory and really like, Oh yeah. The trailer you know, was a lot gory. And really cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, and, the, it's like, and, it, and with the, with it being the second in a trilogy, like you were saying, I mean, you don't have to worry about tying a like bow on it or anything like mm -hmm. that or giving it a finale. You can just kind of run with it and do I whatever feel like, it is you want to do. I feel like the tricky part with the middle part of a trilogy is always making it feel like it matters. You know what I mean? Without being inconsequential to the story. Like overall. having it, having it really tee up the finale. Pretty much. Right. Which so, is why I think it's just going like to be a last like, Jedi. Yeah, watch like everybody get yeah, killed. Yeah, Nick, like the and, last like, Jedi. The body like, count. Yeah, Jedi. it's just gonna be stacked with body counts, and that's what they're gonna do. And they're gonna give us a lot of cool gore. They're gonna give us a lot of cool like action death shots. Um, what I think is gonna be interesting for this one too is it like so this one, or like this trilogy takes place after just the first movie, right? It yep. negates all the other sequels. So that one was very super atmospheric, and it wasn't very gory, and there weren't. A terribly there wasn't a huge body count then then the sequel came around and it was still like you know michael myers is still looming force and this one is teed up to be all right well, grandmother mother and daughter fighting together you know to take it like this is a totally new territory i think it hopefully like the town fighting too. yeah like yeah it's like like everybody's kinda. aware of what's going on michael myers is out there and we're, we have to take him down and it's not some bullshit like they did in the 90s i love how <laughs> h2o i love how they created well they did that once with the first one they were like hey let's negate everything else and let's do a sequel 20 years later we'll call it h2o and then once that ended up being a success and then they did a sequel to that and then they kept going and then they ran it into the ground again and then the rob zombie remakes came which i think the first one's good the second one is like who let rob zombie back in and then they did this again 40 years later. And I think it works. I think they're good. I'm glad that Halloween is still relevant, you know, and uh, is back, 
so to speak. Yeah. But for, for me, Halloween was the horror movie of my childhood. Yes, I would agree. Halloween, yep. Halloween so was the first hot, like hard R horror movie I was introduced to. And it's not even, I've watched it. We watched it in October. Interesting it's, turn. Pat. Yes. I, I realize, <laughs> I, I like, realize that that term hard R like, but there is that you can use that to describe no, no, no. It, it. It's yeah. The, the R rating. It's like, you know, the definitive R rating of it. They stuck the landing on that R rating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, I just meant there was not a lack of gore. You know what I mean? There's Correct. the first movies there really. No there's only area like whether this was going to be PG-13 or R. This yes, was this one very much R. They're going for the R. One might say it's the hard R. Anyway, <laughs> they, they hit it hard. Anyway, uh, second trailer, Shang Chi trailer number two. Oh shit! Oh shit! Um, what do we think? I. I I was freaking out at the end. Like I said, I just had a I just I couldn't think. Um but the end, the end of the trailer is what made me get all giddy. So let me hear what you guys thought about it as a whole and then we'll get to the end. So I don't I don't know again much about like this whole like this whole area of like this character, this story and everything. But I'm like I'm happy that this trailer gave me more insight into the story. Like he's fighting his dad, he doesn't like his dad. Rings are passed down generationally. Really curious about this giant underwater dragon, which looks cool as shit. Some Dark Souls um, shit. But yeah, it's um, it it looks super like this was again another action-packed trailer, and this one actually made me excited. The first trailer, I was like, interesting. Eh. I feel the complete opposite. The first trailer had me like, okay, this is gonna be like kind of light and fun, almost like a Guardians type vibe, but it, you know, like, uh, not a team up. Uh, you know, it's pretty focused on a central character, whereas this one felt pretty generic to me. Like you could pretty much replace any of the characters or set pieces, and it would have been any other Marvel Marvel trailer. Um, that being said, I'm still pretty hyped for this movie. It's just this trailer didn't do anything for me. I feel like this trailer, honestly, is kind of like, uh, I say that Doctor Strange is just Magic Iron Man. That's that movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where I think fair. this movie is now martial arts Doctor Strange. That's the vibe I'm getting. However, yeah. I'll just I'll get right to it. When they showed Abomination at the end fighting Wong in the ring, I was like, Oh, is Tim Roth coming back? Like Tim Roth plays oh, Abomination. I didn't even think of that. Exactly. Oh. And we haven't seen him since 2008 in The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> he's been in hiding. That's what I'm saying. So that's why Hopefully. I was like, I'm like, that's why I was he's, so stoked. Tim Roth, a really great character actor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. But that's pretty cool. My, my excitement from that is just that, like, my problem with the 2003 Hulk film was that. They did not have like an applicable villain to match the Hulk. They had Nick Nolte, who was literally chewing scenery. Like, there's one part where he bites an electrical cord and becomes electricity. It's really weird. Anyway, um, that then I felt like 2008 Hulk remedied that with Ed Norton, where they had the abomination and him fight in Harlem. Uh, I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. it was Streets of Harlem. And uh, I really like that, like, two giant ogre type creatures fighting each other right that was that got shrek. my i was yes i <laughs> yeah shrek i was very uh, giddy 15 year old at that point 
in time. However, um, what was I going to say? However, this though, this makes me excited. The fact that he is back and that like, like I get, I know it's only going to be a bit part and I realize that he is only going to be in this one scene and it's important to curtail your expectations on that because that's where he's going to be. But, uh, it's just good to see him back, and I'm glad Marvel can. We're 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 so familiar with Marvel at this point that they can just do that. Like it's like the comic books now, where characters who make sense to be in scenes or who make sense to be a part of the world step in and out of storytelling. You know what I mean? Here and there, and we, without we ha- having to like heavy-handedly yes. like introduce and backstory that character. Like, no, you remember from that movie? Well, he's back, and he's gonna be here for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I can't. Can't wait. Now I really can't wait. Apparently back for 10 minutes, and it's really important you remember him, but he's only going to be here for 10 minutes. That's the corollary <laughs> to this. Like, you know? Yeah. It's like you have to remember every single little detail. Well, honestly, mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be honest. I don't think he Abomination himself is a necessary or really like a memorable character, but I think for people who like the Incredible Hulk film and for people who like the Hulk war in general. I realize I just said that like Ian, um, <laughs> but uh, like, 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 like uh, I, I was saying, I was like, Ian never said the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Ian talks about the Hulk all the Ian time. Ian never shuts up about the Hulk. Uh, but basically, yeah, it, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm just glad they're bringing back Hulk characters and that they can use them in other places. Cause they can't make a Hulk movie. They're not allowed to. So, so they're they're actually it, I'm I'm looking online as we're talking. So Tim Roth is also going to reprise the role in uh, Disney Plus's She-Hulk series. Oh shit! Ooh. Which will be interesting. Same name, same well, character. Actually, I can't you let myself get to me too there excited. Is that they're doing a She-Hulk series? Mark <laughs> that's that's what it. I took away from that. <laughs> yeah, Mark Ruffalo is back. I I think as well for that yeah, series. Yeah, he is. Now, gonna come out twenty twenty. I can't get too excited about She Hulk because, like, you know, we're talking about Loki later on, but we'll get to that later. So, trailer number three, boys. (laughs) Nice. The Suicide Squad. Um, I hate saying that out loud because it's just it's supposed to be a joke title. Then again, uh, seeing the trailer for this movie, I realized the tone of this movie and like what they're going for. And if you're not on board at this point, you're you're missing out. Personally, I think so. What do you guys think? I mean, I don't know if like if you're not on board, you're missing it. It's it's tough just because again, I did not see the original uh, Suicide Squad. But the fact that what I love that they're going for with this is they add to advertise. Hey, James Gunn is here. You know the guy who did Guardians of the Galaxy for the Marvel universe. Yeah. Well, we brought him over to revive kinda, our universe. I kind of feel like they. I kind of feel like every studio does that. It's like, hey, remember the movies you saw that were really awesome? Yeah, well, he's doing. You know what I mean? I feel like that's a it's, trope. It's, I, I I get that, but I just I the fact that it's DC and Marvel and they're advertising a Marvel director. That's where I feel like it's kind of like, oh, DC. That's so sad. Of well, me. they're trying. So I'll tell you what. The Marvel I'll stands. tell you what. If there's one thing these trailers tell us, it's forget the last movie. Forget anything. Yes. This is a fresh new direction. A new take. Brand new. Like, all the the characters you know and love are going to be here. Maybe they'll be a little bit different. They're a little zanier. Look, like, Joel Kinnaman's performance in the trailer is already better than anything he did in the 2016 version. <laughs> Completely agree. I am and, so on board with Joel Kinnaman just from the trailer. And I'm all for John Cena. 
Like, just, like, his one line that he had in there, I was just like, I think that was supposed to be funny, but because it's John Cena, I'm going to laugh at it, and it's probably going to be Yeah, really and apparently funny. his performance is great, because he got... He got I just respect John the Cena. The movie's not even out yet, and he got his he got his own TV show produced, written, and directed by James Gunn coming to HBO Max starring that character. Well, it's, it's, yep. also, it's also it's also How is he going to do that and the Fantastic Four movie? And, <laughs> and be in the WWE again. <laughs> exactly. And then whoever knows whatever else they're going to do for Fast and Furious. And because he's definitely you know gonna they're be not going to leave it at nine. And and <laughs> no. And how is he going to do all that while kissing China's ass? You know what I mean? Too bad we can't see him. But overall, I mean, it's I, I will say it looks fun. I, I was reading a little bit about it. Apparently, they kept Idris Elba like secret or sorry, they kept his character name secret for like the longest time up until like the very last two weeks of shooting that they didn't want to announce that it was that uh, he was Bloodsport, which just doing a little bit of uh, Googling and a little bit of information on who Bloodsport is. Apparently, he actually like legitimately fucked up Superman. Yep. Like to the point where the only way Superman was able to beat him was through emotional warfare. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Which is hard yeah, he, for he Henry Cavill. For, yeah. <laughs> that might be why he's not in this movie. Um, <laughs> uh, they would have had to ask him to shave again too. I'll tell you what, Idris Elba looks. <laughs> Idris Elba looks great. He, he always does. does. He looks great yeah, in this that, movie. That he, he looks great in this movie. I think he's gonna do awesome. But don't don't get it twisted. If Will Smith was willing to come back, that would be Deadshot, and that would be yeah. Will Smith. That's what that would be. Like, there's there, there's no doubt in my mind. And Will Smith, since he's doing this whole, like, um, he's doing this whole thing where he's like, I'm in the worst shape of my life, and he's, like, yeah. got to lose a bunch of weight and, like, put it on YouTube and stuff and, like, get really ripped again. Um, I mean, yes. The protein powder <laughs> brand. Yeah, pretty again, much. I'll I'm buy calling it. it. I will uh, call it right now. And I'll buy it, it yeah. Be, but I'll, I'll gladly buy it. That he's doing that. Fresh that's why he protein. said he can't do this. I was, try, I was trying to come up with a pun. Uh. <laughs> that's why he said he can't do this. But he's leaving the door open to come back for another one. So maybe in the future we have Idris Elba and Will Smith. And they're in a good Suicide Squad movie. I'd actors together. The only reason I, I watched this trailer, and it, like the same as the last one we talked about, it didn't do a lot for me. I'm I'm excited to see the movie, but I just love all these a the actors in it. Like Michael Rooker, I'm like except yeah. Flula Borg, um, yes. Peter Capaldi. I'm, I'm like I want to see all of these people. And to think Dave Bautista passed this up to be in <laughs> Army of the Dead. But fair, hey, but listen, right fair enough, okay? Because I I stand by Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista is the best part of that movie. After all these weeks, he uh, is. He yeah, is. Yeah, the the best part, however, there's. there's I'm not listen. I'm not saying. The movie. I'm not saying the bar. The best part. I'm not gonna say the bar was the hardest to to jump over. It was the hardest a hurdle. Hard bar. So we had a hard it was, bar. It was a, it was a hard <laughs> hard bar. So is, but, are they are they gonna be are they gonna be referencing anything in the last film? Is I it fucking hope like, not. I think, like, I mean, they have to, like, because she's, like, she's, like, I thought they said well, this they takes know, place like, the in the 70s. Oh, I don't know. Does it? I'm pretty sure it does. 
I, I, don't, I don't remember that. I mean, the oh. one thing I will say is just in terms of tone, how they approach it differently was just even like just like the logo, the graphics package, all that starkly different from what they did in the yeah. uh, original Suicide Squad, where it was all the neon. It was like the pink and the dark blues and everything like that. This well, one is just full on comic book. Well, this is a rebrand. We're reskinning this entire thing. They only did that after Guardians of the Galaxy, though. Like yeah. so, well, I, I, it's, oh, so now they're just once again take copying Guardians of the Galaxy. For yeah, this except one this time the they went and got the guy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Danny, do I you know how? Also... Do you know the story behind that? Actually, behind what? Behind James Gunn being hired for this movie? I do not. Okay, enlighten me. I love stories. Uh, James Gunn had some pretty uh insensitive tweets from ten years ago. That a bunch oh, of that a I bunch of right wing this. specifically a bunch of right wing trolls dug up and created a fake outrage behind mm -hmm. and got him canceled and Disney fired him. As soon I as he got fired, this. it was like two weeks later it came out like James Gunn was seen like going for an interview about, you know, potentially directing a DC movie. Inside sources say it's a suicide squad suicide squad. Couple weeks later, it comes out James Gunn was hired to write and direct Suicide Squad, which is perfect because that's what WB wanted. They wanted a Suicide Squad by James Gunn. And then after they uh, they saw the hype that was building for this movie that wasn't even shot yet, and uh, you know they realized they made a mistake, Disney hired him back to write and direct Guardians 3. And the Marvel Cinematic Universe actually had to shift its timeline a bit because James Gunn was like, all right, well, I got to go do, like, I'm not coming back for Guardians 3 immediately. I'm going to go do my own thing in Suicide Squad. I'll see you guys later. Like, just BDE all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get away from this guy's D. What? Not. No, do <laughs> not send his sweet. Right Uh-oh. What did he say? <laughs> well, wait, I, I got to read this. I, I, I won't read it. Okay. Don't read it aloud. Okay, I, I kind of feel like all you it. all you viewers and listeners can do your own research See, on the back end. Here's the thing. I kind of feel like that tweet though isn't really isn't really supposed to be a joke. More or less, it's supposed to be digestible commentary. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's that that seems like a hack tweet. Like he might be able to get away with saying, "Oh, my account was hacked that day." I I, no, I, I didn't actually yeah, send that. Yeah, but that's pretty that light. That's pretty. It was so long ago that somebody dug it up. I know he would, but that's a that's a hackable tweet. I also feel like it's that's like the lightest one compared to some of the things I've seen. Even I'm not offended by them. If people are, you know, that's your decision. But I mean, I don't yeah. think it was enough for the guy to lose his job over. But uh, either way, it's got it's kind of funny. <laughs> Should we talk about Harrison Ford? Real quick, I'm looking at the description of this video that we're recording right now. It says Loki is a wow fish. Is that is that a typo or is there something I'm I just not aware of? It's supposed to be fest, so yeah, that's what I thought. Well, what's a wow fish, guys? Wow fish. <laughs> that's a that's a fetish for wow fish. I was going down that same thought process too. I was <laughs> like, and someone's just like, wow, Danny, <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. And I get off wow, on that. Wow. The whole time, <laughs> just wow. saying oh, wow. Oh, I, I love, those are the best wows. Oh, yeah. Wow. 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 It's almost like we're doing an episode on a show that he's in. It's it's just dropping the breadcrumbs. Okay. Uh, Harrison Ford. So I, I wrote down Harrison Ford is an idiot. I think that's pretty insensitive <laughs> considering that 
He's going to be 80 by the time this 80. movie comes out. So what is he, 78 now by all accounts? 78, 79? He's, he's 78. around there? Yeah. He's 78, yeah. Yeah, he's 78 right so, now. So um, how in old? remarkable shape. 78? 78. Well, so well, Pat, Nick, Pat, two consecutive yeah. numbers right there. Seven and then eight. And then, oh, okay, and then an, Thank you. an eight. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? What were you going to say, Danny? Oh no! I was gonna say like say say what happened because I, I we we have a lot of commentary. I believe he just I I don't think there was anything any more information available besides for the fact that they he hurt himself while he was uh, doing a fight scene, and I imagine we will not get the full story in detail until he's doing press for the movie, kind of like when Tom Cruise broke his broke his ankle while making Mission Impossible. And everyone was like, oh, Mission Impossible stopped filming because Tom Cruise hurt himself. And then you didn't hear about, like, what actually happened until they started. They're going to wrap this into the promo of the movie, you know? Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. And so, so, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say some some notes about it. I have, uh, finish your thought, and then I'll. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say that just, like, what the fuck were they thinking? Like, how about, I would have preferred them in this case Especially after Kingdom of the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which by the way, I don't think is as bad as everyone says it is. Um, I would have preferred them to just give it to somebody else and like make a new Indiana Jones trilogy. I would have preferred that was the whole point of I that movie was to like hand it off. Hand it over. Yeah. Technically to Shia LaBeouf. But instead but, you know. of but not don't even go there. Just like say like this guy's Indiana Jones now. Like Let's say Chris Pratt's Indiana Jones now. Chris yeah. Pratt's going to be Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones for the next however many Indiana Jones movies that we're going to have, right? That's just You don't even have to announce it. You just put him in the trailer in that in a cap. Oh yeah. And like, like look yeah, look like at James looking Bond. up in like a professor room yeah. and then everyone'll be like, you know. Exactly. There you go. Swoosh. That's that's all that needed to happen. Like I didn't need this I didn't need the James Mangold let's put him out to pasture Indiana Jones movie. I didn't I didn't need that. Um, I don't, need grand, I, don't need, set, right? I don't need Grand Torino. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. I definitely do not need a Grand Torino grand style Indiana Torino. Jones. Oh my god! Oh, I would love if Harrison Ford sings at the end, sung of the, the outro, just song. like Clint Eastwood. <laughs> so tenderly <laughs> in my Grand Torino. Those the actual words. And I anyway, know, so I, apparently I know. We, we joke about that song a lot in in my friend group. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So all that aside, you know, I think the ironic part here is that um, Lucasfilm was having trouble getting him uh, getting him insurance to cover him to be on the set of the movie because they were afraid he would injure himself. Um. And uh, have you guys seen uh, what's the three hours long? We made three guys CGI. Uh, oh, uh, um, I know what you're talking about, but I can't. Uh, Irishman. Yes, there we go. That's the oh, one. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, have you guys seen it? No, yeah, I, yeah, I have yeah, not. Yeah, seen it. Okay, it's three hours of my life that I'll never get. Back. Okay, first of all, I'm great, not gonna do it. Great movie. Fantastic, actually. Only thing that sucks is that when the action scenes come, oh my god, do the 70-year-olds show their age. There's one part where Robert De Niro is kicking a guy in a street, 
and yep. it, he can't hold his balance. And it's the most, it's the saddest thing I've seen in my life. It's like, why didn't but they CGI so young? Yes. And you're just seeing this guy who's supposed to be in like his thirties or forties. No, not, not even at that point, dude, himself. he was supposed to be younger at that point. He was supposed to be like, like in he his twenties probably. It's, it's and he's CGI like kicking somebody face. and not able to keep himself upright. Also, it's so why, didn't they, sad. why didn't they get a double? Why don't they do a stunt double and then CGI the face on it? These are why all didn't they just get questions. different actors? Like, how about that? Scorsese was like, find somebody else who can kick a guy as good yeah. as Bobby D. Like, Scorsese <laughs> He's was. He's been doing it all his life. Scorsese was like, yeah, I'm going to get Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and who's the other one, Danny? Uh, Joe was, Pesci. Uh, Joe Al, Pesci. Al, yeah, yeah Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. It would have been nice if those actors were in the film and played those characters when it was like the later half of the movie as you see them go through their, their life. Mm -hmm. And even if you have a younger actor, make him look older and then hire an in-between actor. Like, you didn't have to do that movie like that. And no, you, saw like the, you saw what the you saw what the product did. was. Good story. Good, Like, everything's good about that movie. But it's like, why is Robert De Niro so shiny? Like, that, like yeah, 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 yeah. You know why what I mean? Why does his face not move right with they his pulled body? pulled the skin it's back and they yeah. just taped it. And <laughs> they even said on set, Martin Scorsese walked up to Al Pacino and was like, listen. You're supposed to be 50 in this scene, so I need you to stand up like you're 50. And he goes, okay. They say, you know, action, whatever. They yell cut. He was like, how, how was that? And Scorsese just goes, that was more like 62. I need 50. So then they did it again. He's like, now you're in the 50s. I need you to get, get up. And, like, he had to coach them how to move, like, younger people <laughs> you know i'm just saying i thought years of wear and tear which that Mark is Scorsese's... a lot of wear and tear to unteach somebody i'm just saying i thought years old i would be like get your ass out here and pretend <laughs> <laughs> yeah, done. Like, just give them drugs i'm just give i'm really <laughs> ball. <laughs> I'm just at the point. I'm just at the point. Like, I fucking thought Harrison Ford was old in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Dude, he was. And that was 12 years ago. 13 years what? ago. Yes. Yeah, 2008. Dude, it's weird. It's weird. I have vivid memories of seeing Kate Blanchett's head get melted by a fucking interdimensional alien and... I'm almost 30 now. Why do I still have that memory? <laughs> it's what the aliens want. Yeah, it's what the aliens want. Um, but yeah, Harrison Ford hurt himself. Oh, we didn't make any jokes about him crashing planes. He crashed his planes, okay? I read on Reddit that this guy, he has an airport. He lives in the same town as Harrison Ford. There's a local airport. Every time he takes off and lands, they sound the air raid signal because they just don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> That's probably yeah. It's probably not even because of his age that he could. He was having trouble getting insurance. It's probably because of all that shit. Well, They're like he's well, gonna he, hurt. He, he broke his he broke person. his leg on, on Star Wars. Um, I was about to say yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, a, and there, there was a mishap with guys, one of the the doors, the doors that landed yeah. on his leg. Let's not. Wait, you say a freak accident? it was a freak it says, accident. It says as as described by this article, a freak accident with no, a hydraulic door. Fucking Kathleen Kennedy was trying to off Harrison Ford so they could get a young <laughs> Indiana Jones. You hear me? I know what you're up to, Kathleen. 
Kathleen, you We're could just make you. it. Just do it. Yeah. Harrison Ford doesn't want to be doing this anymore. I, I know. Mean, I know for a fact he's not happy. Well, actually, this. it's funny you say that because this is the only character he's ever gone on record saying, I am the definitive version of this character and no one else will play him, which isn't true because the money well will dry soon and they will need to refill it. Um, I mean, I, before I we move on. That, like, mentally from him being like, this is my character. I made it and defined it. Cool. Great. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no. You did it. Bad. You know, yeah. you know that yeah, character you created? Done. You're you're putting him in his own grave. You're you're making us hate him. I will say this. I am going to film you for 30 minutes <laughs> digging a hole, getting in it, and then burying yourself. And that's how we send off Indiana Jones. I'm just, I'm just Indiana Jones digs his own he grave. In a museum. Digs his own grave. <laughs> with with people shooting bow and arrows at him, so holding him hostage and forcing him to do it. <laughs> so I will say this: I I understand Harrison Ford's plight. Okay, there is no old dog that likes when the family gets a new puppy before the old dog has been put to sleep. Okay, there's nobody who enjoys that scenario. Nobody likes that. Also, I think it's important to remember that this is not the first time he's done this. Because he also suffered a horrible back injury on Temple of Doom, and they filmed everything with a double besides for his close-ups. Like, there's some scenes where his hat falls off in Temple of Doom, which, by the way, is definitively the worst Indiana Jones movie. Um, and uh, it's like, oh, that's I, not Harrison Ford. 100%. It's not Harrison Ford. Uh, wait, wait, Temple of Doom. I don't, I don't know why I was thinking Leaders of the Lo uh, Lost Ark. No, no, sorry. Um, sorry, the, the third one. Why am I blanking last Crusade? The third one was? Last Crusade, Last Crusade. No, 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 you're right, you're right. Temple of Doom was worse than The Last Crusade. Oh, dude, I think Temple of Doom yeah. is worse than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I still haven't even seen that one, but I, I, hey, I would agree with you. You haven't seen... I'm, I'm Hold on. With, I'm with Pat. You haven't, Danny, I, you I, haven't seen yeah, that? I'm, no, I have and I'm not even against it necessarily. I just haven't had interest to see it. I would gladly watch it at some point, hmm. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So is Shia LaBeouf coming back or what? Nah, dude. I thought he would be too, he's, at least in like a bit part. But I actually Shia looked... LaBeouf has to come back in other ways before he can come back. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually looked that up. Apparently, he like badmouthed Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford and George Lucas in like the press for a couple years. And like you got to remember, Steven Spielberg had a lot riding on Shia LaBeouf because he was producing the Transformers movies that Shia LaBeouf was starring oh. in, and he like they brought him over to Indiana Jones. They're like, this is the next big guy. And then, you know, when the Transformers movies, even though they make hundreds of millions of dollars, didn't do well, like with critics and uh, Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull gets eaten alive by critics. Well, it, that movie's not eaten, eaten alive by critics. It's really eaten alive by the fans. The fans don't oh, like yeah. that one at all. Uh, by anybody who cares about Indiana Jones, yeah, yeah. The, people are, the people that are making, you know, contributing the money to this, yeah, <laughs> do not, do not, do it. not like that one. I, they didn't I love like how Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Literally pissed off the three people that he should not piss off. Like, like if uh, the three definitive Indiana Jones people that you should keep happy. I'm just and saying, piss them off. Harrison Ford has come. He did, he did. Uh, what's he did? Han Solo. He came back for uh, Rick Deckard <laughs> in Blade Runner. And he picked Ryan Gosling for that part, and was like, "I like pretty much saying like, let's get him into this, and like let's pass it on to him." That <laughs> this type guy's of thing. cool enough to be me. Exactly. When Harrison Ford picks you to, you don't fuck that up. And Shia LaBeouf 
fucked that up for himself. I, Hardcore. I do got to give him a little bit of credit. I think he was too young for that role. Yeah. Like at that point, he's 35 right now. So that would have made him 23, 22. He's a baby. Like if they put in like Shia LaBeouf right now for that, I could see him killing that role. Yeah. Especially coming off of like, he was, you know, pretty, you know, like he did the the TV thing. You know, he was on Even Stevens. It's like he this was guy didn't even. have a regular he life. Was he, just, he was no, a child he looks, star. He looks and... hard now. Like if you if yeah, you see yeah. him like with him like tatted up and he's grizzled. He has a whole chest piece. <laughs> well, now. you guys, like, that's he... because he's a noted abuser. That's why he looks hard. Well, I mean, uh, well, there there is that. Again, There's it's that. just Very you know. I'm trying to grow the Shia LaBeouf right now, actually. <laughs> also, what didn't he just Let's like, not forget that he did holes. Didn't too, he do know? all those tattoos Fantastic for that movie? Film. For that movie where he played like a Puerto Rican drug dealer or something? That's true. He did and, get all those tattoos. And for like that it movie. fucking bombed and it was awful. Like, what does he do? He's one of those he's one of those people. Like, he likes looking like he's this, one of those though. people where he has amassed so much wealth and will just continue to collect royalties from those properties from now on that it doesn't matter like he was a disney channel star and then went on to headline regardless of their quality giant summer blockbusters like it yep. it's like toby Maguire. who the fuck saw toby Maguire after spider-man you know well he's coming that's back great, i saw <laughs> something he's coming yeah, back it's true actually years of silence yeah yeah but they said he's returning to acting gasping. at 48 years old it's like who that's cares at this gasping. point 48 oh he's my god 48 he's almost 50 Again. i want to see him play uncle ben Oh, no, no, no. I want to see him die on screen. As I hope that's the twist. I hope that's what they do in Far From Home. If they're doing amazing, if they're doing Spider-Verse in Far From Home and Tom Holland ends up in some weird universe where Uncle Ben's still alive and it's Tobey Maguire married to Marissa Tomei, that would be the best way. It doesn't even have to be Uncle Ben. It just has to be like an Uncle Ben moment. So they build yeah. up the whole movie where he just gets an attachment to old Peter Parker. And then he just watches him get shot in the street. And it's like, <laughs> he's like, remember, with great power comes great responsibility. And that's his Uncle Ben moment. Honestly. <laughs> nice. That's not bad writing. <laughs> All right. So, uh, boys, we had a birthday over the past week. We had a birthday. Yep, a birthday. we did. It was uh, our formative <laughs> video game console, the Nintendo 64. No, no shut the fuck up, Bruce. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you shut the fuck up. You're not telling me it had a birthday pack. It did. It is officially 25 years old. Oh boy. Yep. And I still don't, don't put it in a Indiana Jones movie. This, it will not be the successor. And <laughs> this episode is the episode that makes me feel old. <laughs> I'm old. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, wait, Nick, this is like when you wore that sweater and you took the picture. You kids keep me young. <laughs> this is what that's like. Either way, um, so we thought it would be cool on this segment to just go through and talk about some of our favorite games from Nintendo 64. I have, I mean, I know that everybody here kind of like, Burke, you still have yours, right? You still have your Nintendo 64. I, I have several. Okay. I <laughs> sold mine to get a GameCube back in the day because that was a hustle back then. All right. So, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. I know. Recently, though, I have rebought and I have rebuilt up my, uh, you know, my collection of games. And let me tell you something 
searching through like those games to find out what is truly my favorites. I was like, holy shit. There is a lot of fucking games that were incredible and not just for the time. Like I can go back and play them now and they still hold up. I think they're amazing. Dude, I, I do like, like <laughs> I will frequently like, and this is, this is, why don't we'll, we have we'll a Nintendo about... 64 night? Like that's what we should fucking do. Down for that. do that. But I think this is There's one of no the online most... multiplayer. Right? <laughs> Fuck it. You're right. I think actually, this is one of this is one of the most important things for me, at least. I think Nintendo and we'll get into it, but I think Nintendo needs to continually be re-releasing remastered editions of these games as they are. Because if I want to go and if I want to buy Majora's Mask, it is like an $80 cartridge right now. Minimum. I think what they should do. And they do, they do kind of do this right now. Is they have their virtual con? Like, do you guys remember? Did anybody here have a Wii, a regular Wii? Yeah. Okay. I had one. They had the Nintendo eShop on there, which had the virtual mm -hmm. console, so you could buy old games from like Nintendo sixty four era and play them on your Wii with a GameCube controller. It was so we did that the best. Yes. Switch uh, is not doing it as well. They're doing it, but here they are doing it, thing. and that's what's important. And yeah, I think need to be doing buddy, he still plays he still plays Animal Crossing, even though that was not in 64, that was GameCube, but he still plays Animal Crossing on his Wii. Like it's just it's the original well, GameCube one. But it, it looks what, it still looks great. What Switch is doing right now though is they have their they have their retro virtual consoles. So pretty much yep. they add and take away different games like a streaming service. It's twenty dollars for the full year. You have access it's to all these it. games. It's uh SNES um there's regular nes on there right now and i mm -hmm. think there's one more right mike if i'm not mistaken they have they the i know uh, i don't know i haven't checked it recently i do like one of the cool features about that is they put a lot of the japanese famicom version yes of that's like it that's the one that's what i'm looking for which but, is it's just super cool which is the famicom was just the nes over in japan yes um renamed and different you know and everything but like yeah. that but they're it's cool because they're the games are different like there are um there's a cool YouTube channel. I can't remember what the exact actual name of it. I think it might be Out of Bounds or something like that, where they explore like um, country locked versions of games, where they like kind of like show the differences between Japan and U.S. And this is one of the things that I spend, you know, my nights watching. But um, it's cool to get to play and check all the differences. Uh, but yeah, I Mike, I'm right there with you. But instead of remastering these games, I think they should just make all of their titles virtually available through cloud gaming they're super small games obviously they're megabytes at this point just put them on a cloud service like they have and just put the whole fucking library up there or whatever library yeah, they can just there. put them up there i'd pay for it you know now here's the thing the th reason i like collecting retro gear is because i enjoy the hardware of it and i think it's you know nothing speaks like i have lost all purpose in my life than when you have a giant retro games collection <laughs> And that's what I'm going I've for lost, here. I've lost purpose, and I'm filling a hole. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't I'm feel like good that. on the inside. Therefore, I will buy this to make me feel the feelings I had as a small child. <laughs> right around the time I started feeling bad. Is right yeah, after know. this left my life. So I need this back, obviously. Um, I, wonder, but, I wonder if they don't do it, honestly, for, like, reasons of, like, you know... A new Mario Golf came out. A ton of people play the old Mario Golf for like GameCube and everything. But it's like I wonder if they're like trying to do it so they don't pull away. From I got it. that if they shit, you guys. This, if they release this shit in tandem, 
Like if they like the next Mario mm-hmm. Party that's coming out, if they did this and they were like, "Here's Mario Party one through four collection released with this one too," oh, I would go batshit. Oh, that would be so awesome. Sorry, because <laughs> Mario Party three right now on eBay is two hundred fifty dollars. If you want that oh cartridge, oh my god, sweet Jesus! It is prohibitively and yeah, it's prohibitively expensive <laughs> to get into those if you want to be into. I'm getting gaming with I'm getting parts. text messages right now asking, "When do the viewers get to get to ask questions?" I want to know what everyone's favorite choice of drink is. However, I tend to believe this person does not know that there is a chat function. <laughs> so that's a, yeah. That's a good, jo- that's join a good us reminder in the chat. for everybody. Yeah, jump, jump on in in the chat as we do this show live weekly. I mean, because to be honest, I'm curious what Burke chat. is drinking right now. Me? What's this? You say? Let me see. Let me see. Ma- what is that? Mango on my mind by uh, NJ Beer Company. Like a mango IPA. Drink have, local. Uh, Ross Brewing Drink Company. Local. It's not not a bop, which is a double uh, dry hopped milkshake IPA with honeydew. That, there's so much going on in there, but it sounds good. I'm drinking liberal tears. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Talk about that N64. So anyway, favorite N64 games, guys. Burke, since you're such an enthusiast, start us off. I deeply love classic retro gaming, as you all know and are familiar about. I mean, like, I really obviously want to say, I want to say Ocarina of Time being, that's probably the game I've played the most. That's probably the game, like, out of N64 that I've enjoyed the most. And I've played randomizers a bit. I've they liked Ocarina of Time, too. <laughs> I know they did. So Honk I'm going to let them talk about it. Uh one other game that I actually played a ton of was uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron for the N64. Ooh, um, okay. Which I don't know if any of y'all played that, but it's it's basically, it's very similar to like Star Fox-ish where you're like flying around in the ship. Yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. you get to pick like different, you know, X-Wings, Y-Wings, a bunch of different kind of things. And you kind of just go around and shoot buildings and do like objectives. You get to take down the, the AT-ATs on like Hoth and everything. It's loosely based on the storyline. It doesn't follow it like super wise. It's kind of just like, here's the place in Star Wars where this takes place. Here's a mission. You're in Rogue Squadron. You're in, you know, the elite class of pilots who are going to take down these, you know, either giant robots, giant Death Stars. Like, it's just cool. Hold on. I'm sorry. Oh, I was I, thinking I about playing that game, too. Yeah. We're talking about it, Rogue it Squadron, fun, right? Like, you know, you and your friends, you just kept like switching off for hours. You would just yes. like, take turns like playing. It was so much. We're fun. talking about Rogue Squadron, controls, right? Yeah. And the controls were fantastic. I, I remember for it being like, you know, like those games can get like, I feel like super jittery and super like weird yeah. in that way. But it actually felt like very fair. You couldn't, like, turn on a dime. The different ships had different kind of mechanics. So it was like if you're flying a Y-Wing that's, like, bombing things, you got to be a little bit slower. And it's like you're going to soak a lot of hits, but you're going to bomb things while the X-Wing is, like, you're rushing through there to do damage. And the, and that inspired a lot of in uh, Battlefront. I, I never played the uh, first Battlefront, but Battlefront 2, where there were space uh, missions, it was the same thing, where there were X-Wings and there were Y-Wings, where each one... They had their specific mission. And so you see a lot of that inspiration from Rogue Squadron. Yep. It was it was it was a really powerful Star Wars game. And it all there it, it had, is. Um, now this is the, this is the sequel. The, there you go, Pat. Now, yeah, that's the this sequel. is the sequel. Now I have the original one. I also have Shadows of the Empire. And I also have um ro- the first Rogue Squadron, except it's called Rogue Squadron 3D on Steam. Oh. Huh. 
Really? Yeah. Um, but no, Mike, that Rogue Squadron one is an amazing game. I love it. I love this one. I got the third one too. Fucking. I, I hope they bring it back. Dude, that was I know. such an aggressive try... chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, trying to get trying to get all those like gold requirements to a man of action. Like, just like grinding those was so difficult. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I gotta replay that game. They make you grind in different ways now in video games, though. Um, That's a great point. Yeah. So, uh, Danny, how about you go next? So I was struggling to come up with what my favorite one was. And primarily I was trying to, you know, go back because I didn't have an N64. It was my neighbors across the street did that uh, I always went over and I, I just I played with them all the time. Like that was our summer days. And so I was trying to remember like all the games that I played, like GoldenEye and like uh uh what's it called? Uh Smash. But I think my favorite one of all time and primarily i feel like none of you are going to choose this one is nfl blitz nfl blitz holy shit dude i have played this game game. thank god thank god because that was that's the the best football game i've ever played yes dude fuck yes Give it up, it's everyone, so, for so Danny Gilkenny for having literally the best take on a football game ever. Actually, it, it was Danny. Greatest... I think my, my I think my brother had this. I do remember this one. Oh, it's the it was, fucking I mean, best. Primarily, the biggest thing about it was just how aggressive and violent it was as a video game. Because now, like you look at you look at a Madden or anything like that, it, you know, it's regular tackling. It's realistic. This was not realistic. This was 90s football. Deion Sanders picking somebody up and pile Bro, driving them. There into was the one ground. part, there's one grab where you can straight up grab someone and Arm throw and them back. People, people, pick them up and just throw in them. That, down. If you did that shit, mad and say they'd be like, <laughs> it, it like it, it's funny because they also so all the players were abnormally jacked. Yes, they were all Massive. huge. They were all Arnold Schwarzenegger Even in the his kickers. prime and bigger. Like they were just massive, strong men. Now, and the game also would allude to using anabolic steroids. Where like yeah. if somebody and here's the thing is I forgot about this. However, I'm reading about it right now. The game contains a significant amount of explicit content not seen in other entries of the series, such as the use of anabolic steroids and juicing injured player with what seems to be the equivalent of a cortisone shot. You could literally have an injured player give him a shot on the sideline as like, you know, like an action item kind of thing. And then they will get back out onto the field. That's something that I don't. I, th- I was just going to say that's something I don't really remember too well. And maybe <laughs> I, as like a young five-year-old, I was just like, yeah, juice them. Go for it. Let's do Chips it. Back them, out bro. there. Oh, man. You just took me back so hard. A lot of those guys, who a lot of those guys game. who made that game because they lost the NFL license. It was specifically to yeah yes. after that. Gee, I wonder why. Uh, yeah, right. it was, but before that. Midway. Yeah. Oh, Midway, Midway and Midway EA games. Sports. Right. And then EA took over the Madden title. Right. And then um, what was I going to say? <clears throat> and then uh, a lot of the guys who made this game went on to go work on NFL Street, and that and that's why all yeah, of the NFL Blitz games, thing, yeah. all the NFL yeah. Blitz games after that 
were just trash. They just were not up to the like. I know there. This one came out in '99, so it was just called NFL Blitz, right? And then yeah, so so there there's a couple different there's two thousand and there's like two thousand and one I think there, right there is NFL Blitz that came out in ninety seven and ninety eight that was for the N sixty four however yes there then was NFL Blitz ninety nine NFL Blitz two thousand yeah it's <clears throat> it's all pretty much the same thing no the ones after right this now. one are. <laughs> Dude, I just watched somebody like score a goal and they're like showboating, like crossing, crossing oh. the end zone with the football oh, out. Yeah, yes. showboating yes. with the Dude, best. So yeah, good. You just like had, hold it in such, front of somebody's face. If you had such a large lead, like if like no one was behind you and you were running to the end zone, your guy would just like high leg kick, hold the ball yeah. out, like just yeah. up and yeah, so fuck. Funny. It was the someone best. It okay. Made, and it made the NFL and it made football in video games. Nick, fun. you got a browser open? It was open? so much fun. You got a browser open, Nick? Yeah. Look up uh, LukeyGames.com and search NFL Blitz for N64 and tell me how much it costs. Oh, I got to see this. Like, this was the game that, like, if you and your friends got into an argument, it was being settled in NFL Blitz. Well, I mean, and what fucking like, six-year-olds were getting into that heavy of an argument? That the, Remember the Turbo? The Z Turbo? Oh, yeah. Yes. Z turbo. Oh, in the end. Like I could still hear his voice sucking down, and also yeah. there was no punting. No there was punting. No punting. No punting. You either went for it or <laughs> you were in your own fifty. Yeah. And there was also no running the ball either. You, you couldn't you, run the ball. You could. It was just pass. I mean, you could I'm, run I'm the watching. ball, but it was very hard to. I'm watching gameplay right now, and the, like the fact that everybody, like while you're while you're playing it. All like the punching noises when everybody's hitting is like twenty five dollars, Nick. Twenty five bucks. Yep. That's not bad. That's not bad at I, all. I, I, I that might be purchase worthy for for a stream night, but maybe that'll be in a, a few hope. weeks. That's what I'm saying. I forgot after they're on the ground, you can tackle them and tackle them and keep. That's tackling. right. You yes. Keep jumping on yes. top of them and like injured and like elbow them and everything. God, yeah, damn yeah, it. And you like jump up and sit down. Like yeah. Oh my God. You they, can just continually just tackle them into the ground while they're unconscious. They need oh, to. Uh, they need to make another one of those. All right, yeah, Nick, this you're... was this was the defining sports video game. All right, Nick, That's you're such up. A good pick. Um, so I didn't have any trouble picking this game. Uh, I realized as a kid I was way more into Pokemon than than I remember being. Uh, so I'm going with uh, Pokemon Snap. Oh yeah. Was yep. for, for me that was a formative game because it's for I'm not really into shooters and stuff like that. I'm I, like a lot of video games fall it's into a, it's a very, shooter. It is a shooter, uh, <laughs> but like I had just never experienced anything like Pokemon Snap. It was cut from its own cloth, and you know even though you're on a track the whole time, it was like the it, it felt very organic and it felt like you were having an every experience you were you were playing the track in a different new unique way um so that that game blew my mind growing up also i just a uh, honorable mention to pokemon stadium and of course mario kart you can't go wrong pokemon stadium was an amazing game but i mean pokemon snap too it was just it was such a concept that it, like you, if you were to play it now, I mean, I know they came out with the the new one, but if you were to play it and now, this I would got be that such shit. like this, <laughs> this would be such like an ASMR kind of easy playing game where it's like mm -hmm. you just relax 
and yeah. you're just taking pictures of Pokemon. It was just such an easy ride of a game. But like on the contrary to that, I felt like Pokemon Snap was one of the first games that I experienced like fully being like I am overwhelmed, but in a good way about the yeah. like options here of like it's like that was I think that probably started my you know like gaming OCD of like needing to complete every single element and find every single secret like yeah. Pokemon Snap. Yeah, exactly. Pokemon Snap really, really instilled like the level and made me want to do it, not in a negative way of being like, oh, I got to grind this out and I got to replay it and do this. It was like, no, let me figure out every little secret thing. If I hit this guy with an apple here and then a rock here, like, yeah, so the level when, the one where you so have to like you have to smack. I think it was there was a squirtle and you hit the squirtle into the manky and the manky flies over the mountain and then all the way at the other end of the map. He shows up, you know, like, yeah, stuff like that. I got two for oh. you guys. How about the one you couldn't get Charizard without knocking Charmeleon into yep, the volcano yep. in the and, and volcano. you couldn't get the fourth level unless you hit Voltorb with an uh, with a with an apple and blew him up. And then you yeah. secretly go like on the side and then it opens a new track yeah for it. and then you know your fucking jet car hovers and yeah yeah it's like and where it was that onto a track yeah where yeah. was why you're are like, we just like, doing I that really i can freely do this only when it decides it wants to yeah so, <laughs> so i i'm pretty Pat, you have the new one yeah <laughs> yeah was... and uh liz uh liz played it a lot i think she's the one who uh who is uh really with it you know what I mean? I think she's the one who really enjoys it the most. Hey, uh, you guys carry on. I think I might have some technical difficulties over here. Sure. Well, it's your turn to say your favorite well, game. So. Uh, shit. I, 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 I can go into with Pokemon Stadium. I remember that game being so, so difficult. Mm -hmm. um, and because you could also get the cart to plug in one of the games with it from Game Boy. Yeah, Boy, like right? you could you could upload like your own Pokemon, which that oh, was really? that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it made everybody it made everybody level 50, I think. Yeah. So like if you uploaded them and then it, whoever else you played against it made them all level 50, so it's not like you couldn't just like, you know, grind out a Charizard to level 99, upload it to Pokemon Stadium and then destroy. It would like it scale it and level it pretty right. pretty evenly. Um I just remember, and you would and you would keep all the same move sets and everything like yes. that though. So like if you had like Blizzard, Fire Blast, Flame, all that, like it would still keep those. And so that was like another way of like you know deciding arguments. Where I mean, for the most part, you know, you could still just plug in your Game Boys and like fight each other that way. But there was something different about just that added extra step and the arena and like seeing yeah. your Pokemon while you're out there. Like there's the Charizard that I got all the way up and I grinded for it and all that. And like, it was just satisfying to see them out there and animated. I think I actually played a lot more of Pokemon stadium too. The front of the cart was gold front of it back was silver. Cause it was for mm. the gold and silver edition with, Oh yeah. Uh, Ho and Lugia. Um, but I remember that one, and I specifically remember with that one, all the mini games that were part of it. Like that, like the Mario party any style mini games. mini games. No. No, no. I mean, it, it could be. I just literally don't remember them. That, that, that's that's that. So, so like, what... I, I remember one of them was I think you had to like it was either ring toss on the diglets or bop the diglets. There was. Oh, a, yeah, that one was a awesome. cutting. There was a cutting competition where you were like Scyther or Pinsir and logs were falling and you had yep. to cut on the specific thing. There was an EV like Maypole where you had to ring around and if you dashed in, you could fake people out to get things in the center. 
Um, there was yes. like a follow the okay. follow the leader with the fairies, I think, which was like the metronome oh, yeah, game. Where they're, they're in like the classroom. Yeah. And then, of course, the counting game where count how many whatever comes by. And then after a certain point, everybody's just spamming A and you count up to like 99 things. And everybody's yeah. wrong. Did you play the, the Lickitung one yet? Where they're eating? Uh, yeah, where it's like the chef Lickitung game. Yeah. Dude, I can't remember. I if forgot that was Lickitung was even a Pokemon. Yeah. I completely <laughs> forgot about Lickitung. He looks like my I dog, my so that's why I always. Oh my god! <laughs> that's whenever I, I look at my up. whenever I look at my dog, I think of Lickitung because they have the same like head. I don't know. It's maybe the, that's weird the, to say. The but... Magikarp, the Magikarp game where you're all on land and you're just jumping and hitting like a little yep. thing to count the amount of jumps. Goldine, Goldine. <laughs> oh my god, lick a tongue. I'm looking at his card right now. Tongue slap was one of his moves. Were they I think this, this is a newer though. Pokemon yeah. card. I think this is a newer one. Okay. Brock's lick a tongue. Um, all right. I'm all good Pat, over you here, you guys. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, for my game, I like, like I said, I looked through a lot of games and I thought of some real classics. You know, I thought of Glover. I don't know if you guys remember Glover. I, uh, I had Glover for PlayStation. I thought of Conker's Bad Fur Day. Uh, obviously, Mario 64 comes to mind. I've never played Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask. Um, I also... Mike is upset. Uh, I am upset. I'll give you a Donkey DS Kong, if you want to play them. Donkey Kong 64. Do you have a DS to let me play it on? Because that would be... I have, a, I have a 3DS, yeah. Ooh, okay, yeah, give it to me. I haven't played a handheld game in a long time. Um... Donkey Kong 64, also another uh, another great entry that, I thought of. The yellow. That, I think that, that actually that actually might be my. I, if I could go back and change my pick, it might be Donkey Kong. I think of Perfect Dark. I think of Goldeneye. I think of all these amazing games, but I kept coming back to one. And Berg, you said it before the show, which was bullshit because I thought this was like kind of an underground, like a sleeper hit. Like it, it's almost like the uh, the days gone of Nintendo 64 was Jet Force Gemini. That game had me so jazzed when we were, when I, I, it was one of those games that you play in the store first, you know, and then I asked for it for Christmas. Um, it's, it's excellent. It's one of the, I, that's one of the ones that I have still yet to, to get back and continue to get into. But I remember there was just one level. I kept running out of ammo and then I just, I never went back, but, uh, great game. Nonetheless, Burke, you've played it before, right? So I've never played that game. And that was one of the games like that. I was like, I Give want this game when I was younger. <laughs> when I was younger, I, I never had it and I never could get it. Um, what, because, Nick? You know, I didn't have what, Nick? money. What? When we're done talking about Jet Force Gemini, I have to bring up another game. I just okay. I also okay. have to bring up another one. After this. <laughs> <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing a round two. We're, we're doing a round two. We're doing a round two. All right. Yeah, Pat, talk to me about Jet Force Gemini because I okay. might actually like go so and play it. So you're, like, you're playing this. like an international, international, intergalactic law enforcement agency. You have the one dog, <laughs> you have the lady, and you have the dude. And you basically go to this planet and kill these bugs and go through level and level and exterminate them. I, I'm not sure. I can't remember what the plot was, but I remember the gameplay and shooting was sick for the time. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what it reminded me a lot of. Like, I remember looking at it and I thought all of these like always like Mega Man because you had. It is kind of like Mega the Man. Lady, yeah. The dog. And I loved <laughs> Mega Man. The lady, the dog. Well, Mega Man's like the fucking Dark Souls of platformers, though. It's the worst. 
But I I will play the hell out of that game. I bought the whole collection. I bought the Mega Man X and the regular Mega Man collection. I started playing them. I was like, fuck, these games are hard. I haven't picked them up since. They're unforgiving. Like the platforming in them plus all of like everything with it is just you got to know. I had Mega Man X7 for Game Boy Color and I fucking played the shit out of that game. that, That game was the first game I beat and ever felt truly accomplished by something. That was the one where they had wall jumps and charges and everything. Too, yes, right? they like did. Was, yes, yeah. they did. Wall so jumps like, when, the they, when they have those then. mechanics in the games, it makes it significantly easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, as opposed like the early Mega Man, like if you jumped, you had to commit. Like if you're jumping and moving, you can't pull back. You can't like, right. you know, it's like you're going one direction and that's it. But the, like when they actually add the mechanics that feel more like, you know, Mario 64-esque where you can kind of like move in the air. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Jet Force Gemini was mine, and uh, it's a rare title. It came out October 11th, 1999. I didn't think I played it until like 2002, 2003. Even then, yeah, I, n- I never even heard of this. Still, until it's, oh, neither dude, have I. it's a I've fucking, it's game. a fucking like I said, it's like the days gone of the N64. It kind of went under the radar. <laughs> it's a sleeper hit, kind of underrated game. I and I really like it. I think it's great. And now I really want to like get my hands on it. Fuck. We're going to be I playing a play lot that. of Nintendo yep. 64 in the coming months. Um, All right. So, uh, so if we're doing a round two, let's, uh, let's start with you, Nick, because you seem pretty fucking excited. Mm-hmm. I can't fucking believe I didn't think of this right off the trigger, although I love Pokemon Snap. This ties in with a movie property, and I know usually games that tie in with movie properties are garbage, but God damn it, I love the Toy Story 2 video game. Remember Nick, that one? Oh, I had that I for PlayStation, do, and I, I played do. the hell. We watched gameplay of that in college, remember? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Oh, wait, did. and I think we set it up on the TV, and somebody had a controller, and we were just, and it, like, somebody was there, yeah. like, oh, yeah, like, uh, they, who, somebody thought they were playing I think for the Nick longest Tuminari time. thought they were playing or something. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, now that you weird. say that it's out loud, it kind of, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> But yeah, no, so I loved, I I was, you know, big into the Toy Story movies, and Toy, I feel like Toy Story 2 doesn't get a lot of love, but for me, that was the best with, like, Zer- I had a Zerg, it wasn't an action Zerg. figure, but it was like a, it was like a Zerg statuette type thing, and it was motion activated, so I'd walk into my room, and Zerg would be like, uh, annihilate, and just, like, fire laser beams. <laughs> I was really into Toy Story 2. He and this put game, holes but, in the fucking wall, drove my hair, yeah, it's crazy. My mom was pissed. <laughs> But this game, uh, like, was something I I remember. Uh, we had a console out in the living room, and my bro- my mom would tell us to go to bed, and we would take we would go to bed and then wait an hour, and then take a towel and stick it under her bedroom door so she, like no <laughs> light or sound would get through, and then we would play Toy Story two until the middle of the night, uh, and then just like being scared to go up in the attic and fight the robot toy. This thing, this was Dude, another that game had like yeah i remember fear like you're playing that game yeah exactly like play like al's toy barn and everything like that and like when you because it it's it's weird because it was open it was pretty much open world i mean per like level it was super open world but when you got to the point where you're like oh shit i have to fight a boss in this area like it felt like there was there was some weight there yeah (laughs) there there was some heavy heavy moments i didn't play that one no i I don't remember that one you should you should honestly play. It. I had it for PlayStation Two, or 
or uh, no, I think I had it for PlayStation. I think it originally came PlayStation out. PlayStation like, original. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It no, was. So... I, I might have to go see if I can try and find this game because I was also. I'm with you, Nick. I'm a big fan of Toy Story too. I mean, don't get me. I still love the other ones, but that one I also agree. I feel like it almost like flew under the radar in a way, even though it did not fly under the radar. It def it definitely didn't. But it's more like it's a fucking Toy Story game, right. Danny. Yeah, There's no way story. it no, flew it under, not, the under the radar. Not, I'm aware not of the that. Game, but when you retrospectively look back, people think of Toy Story. They think of Toy Story three and maybe like the most recent. Okay, but really? for the most part, it no one really thinks of Toy Story two. Right. And Wayne Knight as Al. Yeah. Or sorry, as as the owl or the chicken in the toy barn. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, all right. Well, thanks for that, Nick. <laughs> Burke, you're welcome. Burke, you're up. Shit. Uh, this is also not going to come as a surprise to anybody. Um, Paper Mario, the original one for N64. Okay. You're giving me... A Mario game, you're giving me turn-based turn combat, and you're giving me an RPG with it. Like, of course, I'm going to love this game. Um, but I've played all of the other Mario games after that, and I'm currently playing the one for the origami one for Switch right now. I, I played it for a little bit and then stopped, but I really should pick it back up again. Um, but, like, this game, the way that it tells a story and the way that it's, like, the level of... Like, the fighting is cool. It feels super balanced. Um, and, I mean, it's nothing new. There's Mario RPG is an old game that was pretty much just a Final Fantasy game. Uh, I think it was for the SNES. But Paper Mario was super cool because it was just, like, I feel the humor in these games is a really big point for it. Like, it's real jokey. It's real goofy. And it's, like, they 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 break the fourth wall, but they don't a lot of the time where it's, like, they kind of nod to things being paper, but right. it's not, like... It's not like, you know, it's just for the pure comedy. It's like a wink and a nudge, kind of like pretty tongue-in-cheek about it. Um, super fun games, super simple, super straightforward, very linear. Everything is done in, like, chapters or acts. So it's not like a Metroid game or it's not like anything else where you have to, like, get one piece here, go track here, backtrack six times here, find three secrets, find four things that way. It's just kind of like, you know, chapter one to chapter eight. You go through, you fight Bowser at the end, or you fight whatever kind of Bowser-ish thing there is, and then boom, you're home, and Peach is there, and then now you can play as Luigi. So I I never played this game, um, but I'm watching some gameplay right now, and I'm getting vibes that this was like an inspiration for Little Big World. Is that does does that feel like it connects little, little at all to you? Little Big Planet, you mean? Little Big Planet. Yeah. I love how yeah. it's like uh, a play. It, you know what I mean, Burke? Yeah. Why are we talking Thousand Year Door? Thousand Year Door is like a play. Thousand Year Door, where they had the Psychonauts, which were essentially just Nazis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have Thousand Year Door. I, I just assume I, I, have, I have it. it. I, um, I have it too, but, but it, it's very much in that. I think, I think in that vibe, Nick, where it's kind of like taking a like a microcosm and like because mm -hmm. Little Big Planet has like all of the cardboard, so, all of like the papery. Are we yeah. now? We're talking about the first one, obviously. Talk right? about the first one. Okay, so. If you guys tried to purchase the first one right now off of Lukey Games right now, I think it's $75 for that game. Yep. I almost got it for $25. I just had to buy a bunch of other games with it. And when I went to go meet up the guy to meet up with the guy to get it, right? He didn't show. He just blew me off. Like I'm oh, I, I tend to believe like I specifically kept mentioning Paper Mario. Like I was like, yeah, just make sure Paper Mario's in there. And it was only going to cost me like 50 bucks for this whole box came with two controllers and stuff. 
He never showed because I tend to believe I I showed my hand too early and like he looked up well, how much that game was actually worth. He's like, oh, oh I remember buying that game in GameStop for sixty dollars. Like, probably. When did this come out? What year? Uh, so this one came out in 2000, which means I was eight, which means I definitely had to probably buy it when I was 13 or something around that age mm. um, to have, you know, $60 of disposable income at that. <laughs> um, but I, I legit remember. Like that going in and being money. like, being like, yeah, no, yeah, 13. <laughs> that's, the, that's the pizza shop money. Oh, okay. Uh. But I do, I do remember going in and being like, this game is like, you know, five years old at this point. And I think, did the Wii come out at that point? Maybe. But I was like, why is this so expensive? Um, because it's amazing. And yeah, because it's so amazing and it's so good. <laughs> yeah, the week oh the week came out in twenty eleven. Wow, no, never mind. I, but regardless, I was like, this is not a new the game. We like, the Wii came out in twenty eleven. No, it didn't. I think so. That doesn't no, that doesn't feel no. right. No, the Wii like came out in two thousand seven. Yeah. There we go. Sorry, I'm looking at a different thing. Maybe the Wii U? The Wii U came not out, I'm thinking like twenty twelve or like twenty thirteen, I'm pretty sure. Okay. That might have been what I'm looking at. Maybe it was 2011. Wii U, Wii U was 2012. Sorry. Okay, yeah. And the Which Wii, makes... the Wii is definitely Wii was 2006. Yeah. Wow. All right. Okay. <laughs> wow. I remember getting. Uh, I remember getting a Wii for my eighth grade graduation. That was 2006. I got a Wii for my confirmation. And, hey, and, and it was another one of those things where it, my birthday was on the same day, so I was like, "Well, we got it free for both." You know that thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah spoiled. It's such a fucker. big gift for both. I know. I was like, man, fuck. The best was I had to go to the store with my mom and buy it two months earlier. And I was like, I can't wait to go home and play that. And she was like, you're not allowed to play this. I was like, what the fuck? What, what are we doing <laughs> Dude, here? Why would you do this? Like, how would you put a little research in, figure out what it is, go get it, and then hide it from me for two months so I'm not tortured? My Xbox also, exactly where it is in the closet. Yeah, my Xbox also red ringed at this time, so like you know, I was I was like, my I can't play my Xbox, dude. and I have a brand dude. new Wii that I'm just not allowed to play. That's like quadruple whammy right there. I was a tortured soul for sure but as a child. Did you did you forget about it like a week and a half later? No, or? dude, I thought about that you, shit you were like every, every day. Damn day. Yeah, because I was really into Red Steel, and I wanted to play that game on my Wii. Do you guys remember Red Steel? No, it was a game where you had a samurai sword in one hand and a gun yep. in the other, and you went around Tokyo and killed the Yakuza. Yep. It looked super cool. That sounds sick. It was awesome. I never At least I it, think it was it awesome. Mad cool. Um. Okay, so anyone else have anything, or do you guys want to get into our main topic for this evening? Uh, I, I say we run into the main. I do just want to, you know, make sure that I at least give my props to GoldenEye. That, that would probably would have been my next game. GoldenEye... Yep revolutionized multiplayer gaming not only was it a fun story mode but also it was just to just have a night where you're just up until 4 a.m playing with your boys golden eye green peeking like again. motherfuckers mm-hmm. not allowed to play our job because he's a foot shorter than everyone else so yep. he throws his hat so he has a and he throws his hat. weapon yep 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 and then also Cheating. just turning on the worst is if you turn on the random weapons 
and then that one guy gets the golden gun randomly, you, and it's you just all like start oh, with golden gun, and you're like, okay, this is just like knives in a cod map right now. Like, yeah, this is just like who has the best aim. But yeah, yep. so that's that's all um, I'm gonna bring up. Have you guys like golden? Have you guys heard imagine. of the? Uh, have you guys heard of the, the the mod that they have now? The uh, it's like a a, a fan made golden eye that you can play online. Oh really? No. Yeah, with updated textures and stuff. I downloaded it last summer and I played some rounds. It's fun, but you know, I'm not gonna sit there and play a multiplayer game that I don't have to play with friends because that is just sad. Sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I said Conkers. I mean, Mario 64 is always a classic. Donkey Kong 64 is good. Trying to, uh, Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Yeah. Super Smash. Super, Kitty, I guess. I guess. Racing. I guess. Super Smash would be my next one because, like, Smash has been a title that I have always bought as soon as it came out. Like, Smash, the first Smash, I remember seeing a poster for it or whatever. Uh, I remember seeing the commercial, you know, the me and you, and you and me, and, and all the you people. And yeah, yep. and all the fucking guys beat each other up in a field. I remember seeing that, and I was like, what is that? So I had to have that game. Um, I remember getting Brawl or Melee when the GameCube oh, came yeah. out. I got Brawl on the Wii. I didn't get anything for the Wii U because I didn't because that console was shitty. And then I got this one. Like I downloaded it at midnight and played until four in the morning. Uh, Ultimate or, is that what it is? <laughs> or Super Smash Ultimate is that what this one's called? The latest one. Or Super Smash? I think the last one was Ultimate, right? Oh no, that was just Wii U. This is Ultimate. That's what it is. This is Ultimate. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I just going back. I just yeah. I have spent count, live Nintendo. countless hours in um, story mode, fighting Master Hand, or even when uh you'd go on the you know uh break the targets, you know that type of shit. <laughs> Metal <laughs> Mario, the you're there's like one giant dude, and you have like Pikachu and Captain Falcon on your team, and you all fight them. Yeah, God, God, those games are that fucking one, good. Um, that game, I I didn't have that game for N64. That was one of those similar to Danny where it was like my friend down the street had that. And like I constantly wanted to. And that's the one you needed. The, you needed the um the expansion pack thingy in it. No, like no, 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 no. There's only one game no? that was for. It was for Donkey Kong 64. That's and be, okay. that's and the only reason they needed it was because <laughs> there was a bug in the game that if you didn't have enough. It sounds like just a performance issue, but there is this unfixable bug where the only way they knew to overcome it was to just give the N64 new RAM. And fortunately, Nintendo had future-proofed that into this console with the expansion pack. So that's all. The expansion pack that comes with Donkey Kong 64 is just more RAM for your N64. That's what it is. Um, And the expansion pack came with Donkey Kong 64. Like They made sure to package it with the game because... I remember when I I dug my N64 out when I was setting it back up and I had to buy an expansion pack. Then mm. when I I remember I returned it because I picked one off off some sucker in Clark. He gave me a brand new one with a box full of games, four controllers, yes. like fucking perfect, perfect condition <laughs> with an expansion pack inside of it for $40. Wow. Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm telling you, fucking sucker bro uh, <laughs> but uh you showed him yeah i did i did but yeah uh but mike go ahead uh say what you're saying about um smash well i guess i, that, I, that, I guess you were going to attribute that to donkey kong now then huh no i was just, i remember it being like that's 
Well, I guess I thought at the point where I couldn't borrow that game from him because I thought I needed the expansion pass. Right. And I didn't, or the expansion pack. I didn't have it. My other friend had it. So I was like, oh, I just can't play Smash, I guess, then. So I would have to go play it over this kid's house. But my entire childhood's a lie. That's what I'm now learning. (laughs) (laughs) Your dad hogged the expansion pack for himself so he could play Donkey Kong and not you. I want to be Lanky Kong, man. (laughs) DK. Donkey Kong. All right. Um, I think it's time for us to uh, slide into the main topic tonight. So, um, uh, non-spoilers first, and you'll know when we change over. Um... I think everybody who's who's watching this right now or listening to it has seen Loki at this point. And um yeah, so let's just get right into it. Uh episodes 1 through 3, same way that we did WandaVision, um not the same way that we did Winter Soldier at Falcon or what it, you know. Uh Oh yeah. And uh so I'll just I'll just I'll just say it right now. I just, I'm, Take it away. I'm not into it. I just no. I I just feel I just feel like this is so labored and like they're create. This is the first thing the MCU has put out that I am genuinely forcing myself to watch that. I feel like it is a fucking chore to get through episodes. I was so happy when this episode was only 42 minutes. And even then, like six minutes of it was the truly credits. (laughs) Yeah. And and even then it was just like, what are we doing? Like, why are we doing this? And hopefully they answer that question. Hopefully the end will justify the means. But from what I've seen so far, I just don't believe it. It's like they're just trying so hard. They're, they are, I don't even know what they're trying hard to do, but they're trying too hard. That's really the only way I can describe it is like it gets so confusing and convoluted and just so not good. And also, like, I, I this isn't much of like a, a I mean, I, this might be a spoiler, so I'll, I'll save it for the next section. But it's just it's just not written well. I really no. don't feel like it's no. written well. Like the no. last episode was there's so many holes that was in, the in last episode was last hot episode. trash. Yeah. The dialogue was was really bad in episode yep. three. It's, it's also it's just like my favorite is like I saw some people on Twitter being like, oh, it's funny how TV fans don't know what a bottle episode is. It's like that's not a bottle episode. No, no, no. That's not no, a bottle not episode. No. And it's especially in a series that only has six episodes. There's no such thing as a bottle. episode. Yeah. And even and, oh, I thought it was nine. Yeah, I thought Mike, we were doing nine. Yeah, Mike. It's not just no. I think there's six. I'll I'll double check that. Yeah, double Wait, check. I didn't. I didn't. Okay, I didn't know that. That changes my perspective on this a bit because the first episode I did not enjoy. Like I I, I agree with all of y'all. Like I feel it's interesting because like I, it's really hard to do like time travel esque and like mm. time paradox things without it, without it, like it's hard to do. So I would just generally say like steer away from it. And when you conceptually have something that has so many iterations, so many different universes, so many different time things as Marvel, like you're now canonically trying to introduce things that like may or may not be here or there. Like I, it, I get it. It's messy. It's confusing. It's difficult. They're trying to have their cake and eat it too. They're trying they're to have their cake and eat it too. Okay, there is six, the second. Six, six. The second episode for me really did bring it back around, 
Um, and Which I, enjoyed I the do third agree episode. with to an extent because yeah. okay, so I, I this, this was not this was like I, I came out of the first episode and I was like I was like with you, Pat. I was like this is gonna be a chore to get through. Yes, well because all right, so I don't want to get too heavy into spoilers, but I'm just gonna say that um did a couple things in that first episode where I was just like, why are you invalidating all of my emotions for the past 10 years is pretty much like, why are you doing that? I understand if we were in a bigger universe and this one event took place at one point in time. And then we waited 10 years and then we did that this point in time, but you doing that, these particular things, just after we're still getting out of that. We, we're not even in the new phase of Marvel movies yet. Like we, we're no, not even at epi- epilogue. Yeah. We're still in Correct. the epilogue phase pretty much. And I just kind of feel like it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you invalidating these, it's- these things that we've, that we had so much suspense and emotion. And, and honestly, it's some people like, emotional closure over for characters and help them pack away things in their own lives. Like you're invalidating all that shit. It discredits so much that the original Marvel or that the original Avengers movies did all of those Marvel's movies. It discredits. So much also, which is again, because you're getting messy with these weird, multiple sacred timelines, universes, yada, yada, yada. Also let's talk about the fact how they're just cutting the legs out of one of the most compelling characters. The only really great compelling villain in the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. All right, so I want to cut you guys off here because I feel like you guys are all making a, a, a perfectly fine argument. But we're only halfway through. We don't know where the story is going to end. So that's why I'm holding my judgment on that argument. But we're halfway For, through. Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like it goes other. Way. It goes both ways, though. You could you could say we're halfway through for I, either. Like exactly. Or what, what I'm saying is we haven't seen the complete arc of this story yet, and it seems like they they went through a lot of trouble to catch this version of Loki up with that that you know fulfilled version of him. So I'm holding judgment on that. For me, it's that it's like it's so slow and meandering. And there's I think, uh, again, we're not into spoilers yet, but there's a scene in in, in episode three where it's just like the two main characters are just going back and forth, not 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 saying really anything. And I'm like, what is the what are we doing here? What I wanted out of this was like a high concept sci fi romp through different variations of different timelines and like Loki making mischief and then tying it all up in a bow. We're halfway through and nothing has happened. Not one thing has happened in this series that I've given a shit about. And like apparently at the end of episode two, something really big and messy happened, but I still don't know what it is. I don't know what it is that happened that actually made yeah, like I, I was wa- I was watching I watched the first episode by myself and then this Wait, morning that's a I w- good point. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. about it now. That's a really good point. It's like I know something very bad happened. I don't know what it is or what that means to the universe. I don't know what the stakes are. I don't know what the repercussions are of what happened at the end of episode two. All I know is that it's the bad. But I was watching it with uh, uh, Katie. This morning, where I was watching the first, the sorry, episode two and three, and she just asked me, she was like, "All right, so what is this about?" 
And I started explaining it to her about like the recap of episode one. And I then realized, holy fuck, I don't know what this show is about. I like, <laughs> I don't know I'm what talking, the plot of like, this show is. I don't know what this is about. All right. I have Which, no idea. So when, when I'm just going to say right now, episodes. at this point, we should just get into spoilers because I feel like we've aired yeah, enough yeah, of our grievances. Yeah, I, I don't All know right. how to tiptoe so around this anymore. I'm going to start with episode one and just right off the bat. Fuck you for saying the infinity go- like the infinity stones are paperweights. Fuck you for that. So also so fuck you. Is, fuck you for saying that everything's pre- like you were predetermined to lose, and the only reason for Loki's purpose is to glorify other people. I was like, no, fuck you. He's supposed to be a god of so, Asgard. So, like, so hold this, on, hold on. This is what I, happened. I consider right, go, go myself ahead. like of the group. I'm. I consider myself like the time travel guy. That's like my thing. <laughs> well, that's no, what you're always coming back with different fashion statements Love from back different to the periods. Right. Um, right, right. So, right. so I, the one thing I will say is it's tough to do time travel and not have plot holes. That's they're just like doing their best to cover their asses and be like, well, you know, there's the sacred timeline and he's supposed to do this. So, like, I will. You know, as far as plot holes stuff, I give you a pass because that's tough to do. I'm the with paper, you on that. Paperweight thing, um, there might be doing I, something funny, fun with that. Who knows? But I, I don't. Those aren't big problems to me, Danny. I mean, the, the thing is, is that what what I have with the paperweight Infinity Stones things is it's what they've done is other shows have done this too. Like the Good Place has done this, where yeah. what they do is they take the entire world that you know and say it's run by a mundane office space type environment. And all of a sudden it's like, it's like, Hey, the infinity stones are paperweights and Darcy makes brownies on Mondays. This is great. It's like they took the entire universe and discredited it to office space where it's like, Oh, got to work on Saturdays again. They got parade magazine cutouts hanging on there, you know, in their cubicles. And they do it that way because obviously they're trying to show the control and the power and the, mm-hmm. you know, the bureaucracy, like, what, the, like, yeah, the control and the power, but the bureaucracy of the TVA with it. Um, and it's just, but they also I, said I, that I the TVA, it, that it, the it, TVA it, is run it, by a bunch of variants. The emotion. Well, yeah. so, I mean, like, I think I, I agree with Mike. Um, I, I think the reason it, the, the infinity stone stuff to me is interesting is because it, that means that the TVA exists outside of like reality and time and, and like the you like all the stuff that the universe it's somewhere else it's outside of the universe because so that's an interesting universe co- yeah it, it, exactly it makes, it makes sense like it's I don't think it's a plot hole but I completely agree with Pat on being like if you had you had two movies I mean even talk about just the emotional aspect from the audience why would you think they would respond positively to that you know what I mean right, that's like, why I'm saying like if like this happened if they too. did this if they took that idea and did it 10 years from now you know like 10 years fun. on from the infinity it'd be like wow that's fucked up because I remember when that gave us a fucking run for our money a couple years <laughs> a couple years ago but now it's just yeah. like whoa wait what the fuck I thought he destroyed those like you know what I mean like I'm also, just, the only the only way an infinite amount of them. Yes. Well, which is uh, like the only way that I see this series ending is with Loki getting back into the normal sacred timeline. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, don't I, know. I, why would they? Why would they set up this whole series only for it to go back to status quo? Because, because I I think because I'm looking. Because have at you it, ever seen a Marvel talking, movie up until Endgame? If, <laughs> but, if, yeah, but I mean, about, I think I think they're about, gonna walk away from this with the status quo is is no longer. I think. 
I think I everything think that the TVA has strived for is is going to be like that's going to be like revealed as some evil or like they're doing it for right. nefarious reasons. And Sacred Timeline is not going to be a thing anymore. Well, the, the whole, the whole confirmed. The, yeah, exactly. Well, the whole What's, point of the time, the whole point of the timekeepers, is that the timekeepers are keeping the Sacred Timeline because at the end of the Sacred Timeline, they create the Sacred Timeline and create them powerful. So it's like mm -hmm. it's a self fulfilling prophecy kind of thing, and it's like they're just trying to keep this so at the end of the game they can make it again so they can have it in the beginning, like the you Matrix. Know. Exactly. Um, but I really can't see, like, if it's a six-episode shoot, I really think this is a quick, like, we're going to pick the viewer up, we're going to drop them over here for a little bit, have some... <laughs> and we don't care how much you do or don't like right, it on like, the way. This, this is, like, <laughs> almost, it's almost that it's, like, non-canonical to be, like, this is, like, a little subset of a fun thing that you're having, and then we'll throw it's Loki not back. Fun. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. That's what I was getting to, is that it's not fun. And that's, yeah. like, it's not fun, and if it if it goes back to status quo... It's consequential. I mean, it's inconsequential. But if it doesn't, it's also like, okay, well, like you know, well, it's this. One. Yeah, exactly. Like we just now we're poking Loki some no holes. Then he well, should. No, I, I mean, and I if you think for good. one second that they're getting rid of girl Loki, that ain't happening. Like that is not I, happening. So I, I have I have a good amount to say about girl Loki. Let's uh, let's hold on off on that just because I think I think this is gonna set up. At least I hope this is my what I think they're trying to do. They're setting up a springboard for the next phase of movies. You, you know what I mean? It's like you can't just like keep, try, you know, like saying, "Oh, the evil just get get gets bigger and bigger." Like, how do you get bigger than you Thanos? Star Wars, Nick? Like, <laughs> and, yeah, and like, look how terrible that has been. So, I mean, <laughs> well, I feel like this is them setting up the like, well, you know, the world-ending events for the next phases of the Marvel universe. Without it having to say, well, there's a bigger, badder villain who's but even. That's what the comics out. are. There, there are written bigger, badder villains than Thanos in they the already, comics. They already. What are, you, what are we doing? Why are we talking about this? They, Kang the Conqueror is coming. He's a fucking yeah, I, time I think lord. This is setting, this is setting yeah. up Kang. He's a time lord. That's his whole thing. He's a descendant of Reed Richards. That's like. the And he comes to the, the present from the future to take it over. It's like, and he goes different dimensions and all. Like, they, they, they I forget what actor they said is playing so him, but it's going to be we're awesome. We're saying the same thing. Yeah. This is setting up the events of the next next big. Film. I don't think this is specifically setting anything up. Technically, I think this is just a let let's throw this at the wall and see what happens I, right now. Marvel this this is setting up my Wednesday nights being for no ruined. reason. That's what this <laughs> is setting up. This well, is setting up. A I mean, I get that whole. I get that thought process of Marvel doesn't do anything for a reason, but also like. Look, I think WandaVision, personally, I think they knocked it out of the park with that. It was a slow start, but, you know, it's it ended up pleasing me. I, I was very satisfied. Well, I think that, Falcon Winter so Soldier... So Wandav WandaVision set up what's going to... Where it was supposed to set up Captain Marvel, you know, and, like, Wanda, the next things, you know, for, for Wanda, who will probably appear in the, you know... That's Doctor in, the next, in Doctor Strange, yeah. In Doctor yeah. Strange. Uh, did I say Captain Marvel? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Doctor Strange and everything that that's going to happen with him, um, Cap, uh, Winter Soldier. That's setting up different things for that storyline. That's a new, I think you know, a new Captain America. You know, exactly. Yeah. It's like planting seeds, so you can't say it's for no reason. But also, the other thing is that, like, you know, we know Marvel can knock it out of the park with movies, but we don't know how they do with television series. And I'm sorry to say, as of now, as of, Ral, as of right now, it's kind of like like. 
You know, I think I think WandaVision. I think WandaVision was ex like personally. I think WandaVision was excellent. Uh, I think Falcon Winter Soldier was great for like four episodes, and then the last two they just shit the bed. It went out like a wet fart. This one so far has been like this the entire time. I feel like it's just we're just moseying through this. A flat line. A flat line. Yes, just right across. Time is supposed to be a flat circle. God damn it! And I am going in a straight line. The other thing that we should talk about is I know they mentioned that the TVA is all run by variants themselves. Yeah, that was cool. Where, like... Uh, is that something that that wasn't said in the show, right? That was said in no, the show. No, it was. No, it was, it was said, said in the, in the show. show. Oh yeah, when, yeah, yeah. When Sel- when Sylvie's getting the the drinks in the memory with the one girl, she's like, "No, I pulled that from a couple hundred years back when the chick was on Earth," because she's a variant. Well, they haven't. They, all right, so they said that she's a variant. They haven't really revealed that the whole operation is run by variants. They they pretty but much alluded the, to that's that. The, that's the implication right now. Yeah. But so, I, again, I think it's 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 again we're just gonna learn there's a nefarious plot from the timekeepers because yep. they just want to be self-serving and keep themselves alive. Do you think there, like are, you think there are, are really timekeepers, or do that, you think this that, is a Kang thing? I don't or? think they're timekeepers at all. I don't think what so. I don't think. I think it's. I don't be, think in a world where. I don't think in a world yeah. where we've confirmed that Kang exists and these two properties are in the same universe that sacred timekeepers are real because Kang doesn't. Up- Kang doesn't follow anyone's rules. He breaks yeah. timelines. That's I his agree. thing. Like it's most likely armor, the sacred yeah. timekeeper is probably just like that one uh, woman that Owen Wilson reports to, or it's just a computer or something well, like she's, that. Like she's it, yeah, uh, like I saw she's the only one that really talks. Where it's to like, the have you guys ever seen Wanted? Have you guys ever seen Wanted? They have this stupid concept where the way they pick their targets to assassinate them is there's like this machine that just weaves carpet together and then these guys in these hoods decipher what the fucking stitches mean and that tells them yeah yeah and that tells them who has to be killed like when and how it's just like okay but I still don't understand why they're picking or or, yeah minority report yeah it's like yeah the the precogs in minority report however I think the precogs in minority part Minority Report is a little bit more, like, they were a little more, bit more clear about more, more, yeah, it was pretty black and white. It's like these people are psychic, they can see the future. We were, yeah, okay, <laughs> like, but I, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think there's, I don't think there's gonna be timekeepers. I think there's gonna be a big Mephesto plot in here. Um, also because there's like deviants, Mike, in don't the story. you fucking every time, don't Mike, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> don't start with Mephesto. Okay. I think it's gonna happen. Dude. They, they fucking the they'll put up they'll put up a picture of Spider Man in his suit, and someone will circle over a red spot and be like, "Mephesto confirmed." Pat, like, no, it's done. I think I do think it is because again, they had like the devil in the church, which I know is supposed to be like, oh, that's kind of Loki and everything, but also. Festo is one of the dudes who was like one of the first like deviant of a celestial. So it's like you're using the word deviant variant. I think there's closeness there. I know I'm doing exactly what you're saying. Fair enough. I think we've. I I think it's potential. All right. I think we talked about story and writing a lot. What do you guys think about performances? Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson knocking it out of the park. I don't think they're, they're given fine. a lot yeah, to work they're, with. They're, they're good. But I'm happy to see Tom Hiddleston as Loki again, even though I think they've kind of neutered his character. Um. The, uh, I, I do kind of find uh, I, I find it kind of funny when I looked up reviews for this. Uh, I, I just looked up Loki reviews, and the first thing to pop up on Google is like a Google like question suggestion is is Loki attractive? And I was like, huh, 
I didn't even think about that. And apparently, yes, he is objectively attractive. So oh, yeah, just, he's let's Tom just Hiddleston. Put that one to bed. He's Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> um, uh, I I think uh, Owen Wilson pulls it pulls me out of it. I, really? I think they really should have had. A, I really think they should have had a different character for Let him. See it, Nick. If if he's supposed to be, thank you. See, <laughs> if he's supposed to be a bureaucrat, if he's supposed to be like a beaten down kind of bureaucrat, like. Owen Wilson's kind of like too cool for that. I feel like Owen Wilson I, is too I disagree. positive. He's doing a great he's, job. He's, I, I, he's I do doing a fantastic I job acting. Job. Your it's relationship just, with with Owen Wilson is ruining it for you. That's what I'm saying. He's. That's, he, that's I think. Uncool, I think bro. My think jaded he, parasocial just, relationship you're, you're with the celebrities. You're trying to Owen Wilson. He's just playing Owen Wilson. Is what I'm saying. He is not playing, uh, you know, Mobius or that's his name, right? Yeah, Mobius. Yeah. yeah. He's not playing that character, and I get that character is supposed to have like you know, a bit more to it than just being a pencil pusher, and that's why he's a little bit different than the at the TVA. But it's also like, how do we like Lady Loki? So I I, I think the the actress is doing a fine. I mean, we've only seen her in like one episode, so I, I think you know so far I'm not pulled out of it. My thing with is like I totally get making a, a lady Loki. I think that's cool, especially when they were talking about how Lokis can take on different forms and stuff like that. So it only makes sense that if there's a male Loki in an infinite amount of universes, there could be a female Loki. My issue is why do I feel like they kind of pigeonhole or like shoehorned this relationship to develop between the two of them where it's kind of oh weird. God. It's like if they fuck, are they masturbating? I don't understand it, it, how it would work however it makes total I understand, sense though it makes sense because loki is a narcissist and loki's loki a narcissist only loved himself and, and would so straight up fuck a clone of himself he would like, totally so he would totally fuck a clone of himself especially we also learned in the last episode he's bi or at least he's been with men which well, i was like he, hey that's cool his, you know? his gender is fluid so he like he you know that's just the form he it's like mm -hmm. his, his natural form is the form he takes, you know. Got it. And yeah, so I mean, like, it, it's just weird that like all of a sudden we're just one episode in with these two being together. And all of a sudden it's, hey, there's romantic sparks flying, like literal sparks flying as he's holding out the fireworks in his hand. Oh, I just kind of really heavy handed. Yeah. I, I always thought yeah, I kind of I kind of felt it was like the silver tongue of Loki. Like that's he just seduces you into like his charms and his charisma, you know. You gotta remember, guys. He's the king of tomfoolery and assholery. Okay, so like, oh, yeah, he's here to fuck you still, over. There's, there is something there. Like, he's clearly actually does like this other Loki female version of himself. Which again, it makes sense that he would want to fuck himself. But it's just, <laughs> it just feels in this episode the writing was not great, and it just feels so forced. And the dialogue about the dagger and everything, I was like, I. I'm not follow I'm not picking up anything he's putting down right it, now. It felt like like if that was a line from like the Princess Bride, I, I would have completely bought it. Like that's what it felt like. In <laughs> yeah. that, like, yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Exactly. Yeah, like early, early, like, you know, when was that? Did that come out in the nineties or whatever? Yeah. 80s. Just like, yeah, like like post eight yeah. Well, it's like that. The post eighties, post labyrinth style like dialogue. If yeah, Terry Elwes says like, same line, I will eat that shit up. Danny, I think I think the best way you put it was it like super heavy handed. Yeah. I think that scene on the train and the scene where they're in that uh, like mining outpost, uh, it was just like, what is happening? This dialogue is not doing it's not forwarding the plot and it's just them in a room together. 
uh, and it didn't do anything for me at all. And the other thing I wanted to point out was, do you guys, you know, the big like action set piece when they're trying to get to the Ark and they're running through that like futuristic downtown yeah. Chinatown? Yeah. Yes. Did that feel super weird and small? And it felt to me, it felt like yes. one of those rides. Like they where built you go to, like, fifty feet Universal. of a set and there's a screen in front of them. Yeah, that's kind of it what felt, it's like. It felt like you're at Universal with one of those rides where it's like you're on a you're in the ride and the whole, like the ground starts breaking and you're like whoa oh, oh no it's it calm it, it was like why aren't you just doing this on a real set well yeah. it, it was I, I i do agree like it didn't feel like this was the end of the world for these people this is the end of the world Actually, and i understand Danny, there to was piggyback off that around. to piggyback off that particular moment before you keep going um i did not feel end the, the urgency from anyone about yes, the fucking that's... planet crashing into theirs. And Dude, when the, the Ark... The police yeah. were trying to stop Yeah, the them. police were was... still doing their jobs. And like... I was like, the... stop! And like, the, 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 the thing that they were like, they're, they're only giving tickets to the wealthy. It's like, oh, uh, no. You would be... Cr like, if people weren't helping me on that train, I would be literally peeling their eyes out of their head. Like, that's They're what like that situation that would be like. Standing in line. Like, yeah. Like, what are you this? talking like, about? Why Why are these guards still in one piece? Like, if that's what they were making, I'd be like, hey, listen, we might die. So let's just try and pull somebody in half. Like that's that's where yeah. my mind would be at at that moment. And then yeah, when the arc the when the arc exploded, I felt nothing, nothing, nothing at all. I was because like, well, that's a pain in the ass. Like, no, it's not going to be a problem. There's not and like the next thing they're gonna do is gonna be like, oh, just kidding. I was drunk and I pulled the wrong time turner out. Yeah, here's the yeah, one that's not be, broken. Or, or they're Owen gonna Wilson's Deus Ex Machia. Come out of nowhere and save yeah, him. like that's the thing. You know that it's just gonna be like, well, we can't have these people dead because they've done too much damage, or it's not in the sacred timeline for this variant to die. So, bada bing, you know. Yeah, fixed. I just, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, it's kind of like, I, I remember, I saw, I saw, I saw once it went up on Wednesday because I watched it today. Um, somebody said, well, that episode of Loki was a complete and total waste of time. And if that, and I knew judging by that person saying that who, uh, uh, I was like, Oh, okay. So this is going to be rough. And it was, it's fucking rough. It's not the, my whole thing is like, you can have long and good and you can have short and dumb. You can't have dumb and short. And that's what this episode was. And the other thing is if your dialogue is going to be fucking um, if your dialogue is going to be fucking like cringeworthy, stupid, like you can't, I can't stand this, like to listen to this anymore. You should just pump that motherfucker with set pieces. You should just thrill me the entire time. There needs to be an yep. episode where there's just <clears throat> action from one end to the other at hey, this what point. what do you mean? Like, Loki sang on the train. <laughs> it was so fun. Like, the, it's, the it's actual, just like the actual ending shot of that actually is one cut. So that might be why it felt weird like that, Nick. Well, it, yeah, it's supposed to be like one long tracking shot. Yeah, but it, yeah, we, but oh, I, I will say I agree with Nick. It just felt weird that like the police were still trying to stop them. It I'm, felt I'm, weird that people were not ripping limbs off of one another because it's literally the end of the end of their world. It should have been fallout, like yes. like that that thing. 
Mike, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get get up and do a demonstration because I can't explain it. But it's like you can do a cool like think about when we watched Falcon Winter Soldier and they had cool chases through the city streets. This is what the Loki scene looked like. <laughs> it's nothing but like mimes. walls all around them. It's just you're not, mimes you're not running like around. around. You're yeah, Danny, animal. it's just mimes. I really tried to like read some reviews of like the third episode because after I watched it, I was like, that was the most filler episode of a filler series that I've seen. And like there's people online that say like you know there's different things this was important this was character development this was this and i was like i was like no all they all they did was throw in all that like bisexual lighting this episode this this episode was put to air to just say that loki was bisexual which i don't have a problem with no i don't have a problem with that at all i don't care about that it's just why was that the only fucking thing i heard about afterwards it's like was it any good though like was it fucking fun like (laughs) if if you know anything about the character of loki you're like yeah and yeah and what else like literally says online he's gender fluid which yeah, is, I liked like, how many posts I saw on Instagram. It's like it's official. Yeah, uh, Loki is is gender fluid. It's like, like okay, it's beneficial it's, since nineteen eighty. It's the same. Like, it's know, the like, same thing I said about the Last of Us Part Two. Your character's sexuality does not make them inherently more interesting. I'm sorry, that's just not true. And you want to know what? Before I wrote that editorial on The Last of Us, I actually sent that out to some of my gay friends, and they agreed with me. They were like, yeah, characters and shows, sexuality does not make them more... It makes them certainly more relatable. That's true. So that's, and that's the thing. That's, it's representation it's this, and yes, relatability. Yes. It is not for But also, interest. like, maybe put it in something that doesn't feel like I'm only here for that reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what. Yeah. That's my. And that would be my only critique. That's equal to the to the Star Wars like kiss in the background. Yes. Like, wow. That like they can you easily really they can the easily cut it out favor. so they can put it in Chinese movie theaters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like no, is, fucking commit him, to it. Like, don't give him a female antagonist who you're creating a love scene with or yeah. a love interest with. Like you're yeah. gonna say he's yeah. He's don't bisexual go halfway. All right. right. It's like you're, it's like say you're literally yeah. saying you're saying it to say it. How, however, like in here's my reenactment of my reaction when when he said that he's been with men as well. This is this is my reaction. Huh. <laughs> and then it continued. That was it. What Family Guy joke is that? I know that's a family. I have guy. no idea. I don't know. That's literally what I audibly said. It was like, huh. Okay. How was that? I went on with my day watching the show. It's it's interesting. Yeah. It's I'm I'm really I'm less interested now. Oh my good god. So, oh wow. All right, oh, boys. Damn, I forgot we're doing a clip of the All right, boys. I, I figured we'd move us along. Uh so yeah, <laughs> overall, uh Loki ain't sitting well with all of us right now. Uh but we'll be back in three weeks and we'll do a segment on it. We'll 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 do the whole the whole shebang. We'll shebang. talk maybe we'll come back and our minds will be totally changed. But uh, that being I said, that I believe happen. it is time for Clip of the Week. Oh, yeah, it's the Clip of the Week. Oh, it's the Clip of the Week. It's the Clip of the Week. All right. Whew. I, 
I gotta be honest. I am ready. I don't know what to I like expect. I don't know where this is going. I don't know what this is. I saw the thumbnail in the drive, and I immediately was, this is the clip to come back on for Clip of the Week, for sure. <laughs> All Especially right, after Nick. that conversation. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Oh, y'all, I'm sorry to get my breath here. God dang it, bitch can run. Listen, I was getting ready to just charge over there and beat the fucking pup out of that bitch. And she run up in her trying to her head, trying to catch her. And she locked the door. I was like, fuck you. I got a master key. This is my trailer part. So I opened up the door and she, she's had on one of them little fucking chains that only she had the one key to it, the whole wide world. <laughs> and all I could do was like see her from like this much of my face. All right, no, no, no. I'm too fucking scared. I can't keep going. Look at her face. Her youngins was like hanging out the bottom of the door, like reaching little baby midget hands out, going, Leave our mama alone. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, yeah, I got some men. You call, you fucking do anything you want to do, because I'm coming over there with my big black dildo later, and I'm going to send it up your cooch. <laughs> oh my god what a fucking wow line. i what a line I, there's a lot to take in here oh yeah my god yeah i mean I, i'm gonna get it out of the way big, big fake titties big fake oh, titties those those tits are about those fake tits are about to burst oh, oh my uh, god uh, she's and, one good hug away and, <laughs> Um, also, yeah. also um, they're under her arms. <laughs> like they are. Yeah. yeah. Also, meth is a hell of a drug. Mel so let's play my drug. favorite game, you guys. Uh, drugs or mental illness? I'm sensing a bit of both. I'm saying it's a cocktail of both. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write out this story. Father abuse, <laughs> like daddy issues, two drugs, two stripper, two burnout with drugs. I uh, she told quite the story there, so I yeah. think she was saying I was that. I uh, to follow it, but I think aliens were involved. I think she was they, saying something like her. Uh, she was trying to get into the house, and their children. There was children like underneath the door grabbing them. Oh, uh, and uh, yeah, she could only get in because midget hands. baby midget hands, and she could she I, couldn't I get in. She couldn't she get in because her neck the, the, the only, only one the <laughs> in the whole wide world. <laughs> it's her heart. Oh, it's man. Just... Oh, my God. Yo. Yo. You got to catch your breath. He's the fastest kid alive. F fastest kid alive. Tell me that doesn't make oh you want to stay up at night. Oh my like a god. Resident I see her from still. like this much of my face, and everyone's like, fuck you, her young. And <laughs> this was scarier than the Conjuring movie. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, that is a great yeah. point. Whoever made this should be hired to make the next one. This is oh, something yeah. else. This was James Wan. Wow, <laughs> James Wan's movie's looking good. Yeah, I you know there's also, what is she smoking? Like, well, I'm sure there's a plethora. Hey, no, like a that's marker. a that looks like a marker. Yeah, that that's a marker. She's huffing, or or no, or it might be like crafts. I don't want to assume. I think it's like a weird, like menthol vape. It looks like. 
Maybe. So it it does look like a marker, though. She's had on one of them little fucking chains that only yeah. she had the she's... one key to it in the whole wide world. And all I. She all reminds right, a lot to unpack in that one sentence. She's, she reminds me, like, if you got. Uh, if Joe Exotic was a female and you yeah. you got him all strung out, like that's how she's talking yeah. right now. <laughs> I am you're, never going to kill your husband. I am body never going to financially the recover from this. drug abuse. <laughs> like, I mean, especially she's talking about chains. Uh, she mentioned Trailer Park. At least you know we assume. This is now my new, you, you knew that but we assume. This is my confirmed. double wide. This is how. <laughs> This is her how was my hanging wide. out the bottom of the door, like reaching little baby midget hands out. <laughs> oh <laughs> like reaching god. like baby midget hands. Oh my god! This woman's a mess. Oh my god! I hope I hope that wherever that's a fresh black eye, like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that, yet that that's that's, that's yet to uh to really that's fester. Yet to purple up, like, but I that love... I mean, for for that to be hit that hard and that blue that quick while she still got a nosebleed. Someone had to really punch her in the face. I just yeah. love how the, you hear the voice coming from like the you know the front of the the trailer. And I'm gonna call like, the law on you. <laughs> you know oh, what's gonna man. happen if you call the law on you? My my big black dildo is going right, right up, up your cooch. Shove it up, man. man but that was lose it up that cooch or something like that. Like I'm gonna send it up your cooch. Send, send it. Yeah, she, send she, she, she is fucking right like a javelin. She is working with our sponsor for this week, Ship Station. No, <laughs> she's gonna send that <laughs> thing right up your cooch, where you can get all the stamps. Dildos you want. Man, stamps.com. That you was really something else. Right up somebody's cooch. Whew. All right, what an episode, boys. Huh? What a fun a one. There's a lot. There's this is a, a good. This episode. is a good last remote episode for sure. So, um, uh, everyone who's watching or who's listening right now, or who's going to go back and watch it, whatever it is, uh, we thank you for sticking with us during these remote times, during some cast changes, obviously, uh, during some promotions, scandals. some promotions, <laughs> some scandals, uh, and uh. Hopefully you guys stick with us for surprise the uh, incoming rebrand. So uh, with that said, we'll uh, we'll see you in two weeks, July eleventh for Black Widow. Goodbye. <laughs>